0: I'm Graham McLean, the head of developing mountain biking in Scotland. This week is Green Health Week and Mental Health Awareness Week. So, combining those two things, we have our new Trail Therapy Mountain Bike Leader, Paul McFarlane, speaking to Viola Marks of the Green Health Partnerships within Dundee City Council. It's a fascinating discussion between the two of them, where Paul um, investigates how Green Health Partnerships work in Dundee, and then Viola. Finds out from Paul all about mountain biking, particularly in Tayside, and what to expect from the Trail Therapy initiative. We look forward and hope you enjoy, as I sure you will. Enjoy. You know that I'm just new in post. This is my second week, third week, Mm -hmm. kind of really, really kind of running at it fresh. So I'm kind of getting up to speed as well. So a lot of the questions are kind of wrote down here is starting from scratch, which I suppose is quite cool because. The audience that we're going to be looking at is going to wonder who are we speaking to who's in front of us so um can you tell me a wee bit about your background how you got involved in mental health
1: so my background background is actually psychology so i'm a psychologist um i did my phd at dundee university and then i saw this job opportunity coming about as green health partnership coordinator and what really appealed to me was it that it was about applying what we know from science to help people with their physical and mental well-being and social well-being so for me that just kind of worked because although I love research I always thought there was a gap to bringing it out there so this position felt like a natural kind of perfect fit working with lots of partners do great stuff outdoors and it's all it's all evidence-based and just trying to push that movement further so and with this project I love cycling so that's just <laughs> that just well, works really well.
0: Uh, I know there's a lot, a lot of uh, my colleagues kind of work in the mental health fit field as well and can cycling seems to be a real kind of central theme throughout everybody you kind of get a real good mix of folk coming together mm-hmm. um and then whenever we're together we also discuss stuff around mental health as well so there's a lot of common myths that surround mental health mental health well-being the difference between well-being and um mental health issues themselves um yeah. are there any common myths that you could dispel for us
1: everybody has mental health um and it's normal to to feel those ups and downs and i think too you know the pandemic was a really stressful time for everybody and it affects us all in in different ways and the whole spectrum but i think there's there's a difference of of life happening and it getting too much where it really affects your well-being and an actual biological mental health issue where in your brain there is chemicals and they're an imbalance and that needs treatment with medication and obviously life circumstances they happen and they're bad for a long time will most definitely lead to those imbalances and cause you mental health issues but it doesn't just because we're unwell doesn't necessarily mean that We have mental health issues, if that makes sense. And I think that's where these projects really help on all levels, actually. But when when things start getting bad and we notice that we're getting stressed out and we're not feeling well, there's ways that we can intervene to bring us back up to keep us from going down the rabbit
0: hole. Cool. So what I'm hearing is that there's a a distinct difference between... um, having a diagnosed mental health issue and mental well-being so you could have low mental well-being um, but not necessarily a diagnosed mental health issue so I suppose we're looking at moving around on a on a spectrum there really Mm -hmm. aren't we yeah definitely So somebody who might be suffering with um, uh, mild depression for example might be better suited to be given a green health prescription to bring them up there yeah
1: exactly and even if you if you do suffer from chronic depression um, and you're on medication actually doing a green health activity can help you on top of that to get better and improve your your mental health and well-being together so yes what you said
0: (laughs) so it's not not just using one uh, one thing to help somebody it's so looking at using a combination of therapies to to help people along and support people
1: definitely and it always depends on which mental health condition you have so if it is something like depression these activities green health nature-based interventions can definitely help you get back out of there not just because of the activity and the fresh air but also because you meet people and you're socializing and the whole thing improves our human well-being because that's how we're wired you know that's where we come from but if you have if you have other conditions such as personality disorders which belong to the mental health condition categories they're things that people live with all their life and they might need medications to to help them manage that in their every day to day but still having an activity on top of that where you can connect and you feel grounded and you have purpose can help that as well
0: yeah so um, so being purposeful being useful being productive all these type of things kind of help people improve their health and well-being and um, the, the project, the Green Health Partnership, has been running for a while now, hasn't it, in, in Dundee? How has it been received by uh, practitioners in the field?
1: So we've been running since 2018. Yes. So coming up three years um, in a couple of months. And from practitioners and clinicians, it's actually been really well received. Or maybe I've just met the ones who totally get it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um I think i not in in the clinician sense there weren't really any barriers they get the idea of physical activity being good for you and that you just do outside get a little bit fresh air they get that as well yeah. um I think it's it's a new way of working for them to actually include this in their their day-to-day consultations and and well-being and kind of maybe spotting the right people that could get the most benefit from but yeah I think they all get it and they just all find their own way and their own kind of target groups and there's a lot of people with with men struggle with mental health um, who get a green prescription but you know we also have people with chronic pain where obviously painkillers are not the solution for the rest of your life if you have If you have chronic pain and you're very unfortunate, you have to live with that, then it's about these alternative ways. And we have a cycling group that's on three wheels. So um, we discovered Dundee, electric trikes, and we have a lot of people with chronic pain issues and they love it because it's something they can do. Um, They're supported with the electricity, but also doing an activity takes their mind off the pain. So these kind of activities, if you can integrate them in your day-to-day routine, they can give you that time away from what usually is just in the foreground of everything that you do when you're just sitting around and moving. When you're doing nothing, you really feel the pain.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's focusing the mind on something else. That's uh, what I'm hearing.
1: Yeah, getting the body moving, getting it going. It really helps.
0: Was the um, was the Green Health Partnership was it and the Green Prescriptions was it kind of born from the Social Prescribing initiative? Um, I was a social prescriber mm-hmm. about oh, how long ago now six seven years ago now uh, working in NHS and uh, Perth and Kinross Council for that and um, obviously it was many different things that we we were prescribing kind of back in the day referrals from the gp straight out to us work with the clients um get a bespoke program for them but there seems to be a real push for the green health side of things um what would you say these the advantages for individuals going down the green health route as opposed to a normal or not normal, but a, a social prescribing route that didn't prescribe green health, but prescribed some other type of activity?
1: Everything that you do outdoors is just better. Right. So in my opinion, we should try to move all of the groups that we have in social prescribing, you know, your knitting group or your chatter group, just move them outside. Um, the evidence is just there, that simply by being surrounded by green space so sitting in a park on a bench actually has a positive health benefit the same as um, for people who are bedridden you know there's studies where they looked at hospital patients and those who had a window and could see green space um recovered quicker and felt better so if any of those social prescribing groups which are really good would just do it outside when the weather is good? yeah, I think the benefit would just be boosted, and I think that's a fantastic thing, you know, simply by changing the environment from inside to outside, doing the same thing and yeah. um, to answer your question about where did it come from so obviously um the NHS side, together with Dundee City Council and uh, I think Abertay University was involved as well and a couple of others. And um, we have a pollinating well being workshop and they all came together at that. And they all felt that we need to make more use of our green spaces in Dundee. So a couple of people got together from from those um, organisations and put forward a proposal to have a Green Health Partnership in Dundee because SNH Now Nature Scott, at the time, was looking for pilot areas for doing green health um, partnerships. And then they got me. (laughs) And then it was on me to figure out a way to connect things. Um, I remember when I started, I had a moment of, oh, I don't really know how to approach this. Um, To get people outside to make use of NHS healthcare professionals referring people and how do you go about that? Because as you said, we had social prescribing, Mm -hmm. um, but at the time, and now it's grown, um, but we had a a small number of link workers. So they were already, as part of their their normal day-to-day prescribing walking activities and a couple of other activities led by the community health team. But in Dundee, we have so many more activities so um, it just it just really was, it was a pilot where I thought, you know what, what do people do? How do we usually get told by a doctor what to do? And it was, well, we get a prescription, don't we? That's why we go to the doctor. Um, I know many of my friends who go to the doctor and myself, if you go there, you don't get one of these red pieces of paper, you actually feel really disappointed somehow. <laughs> In, in our head, I think that's why we go. That's the solution. We don't want to just get told, do you know what? You should just go for a walk.
0: Yeah.
1: I think if your doctor would say that, you would somewhat feel disappointed and not listened to.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Or, you know what? You should just join a, join a group and make some friends. That just doesn't really feel right in this medical model that you enter by going through the gp's door so it was an attempt to not to medicalize our activities but just to hand them out in a different way than just a leaflet or a simple message of going go for a walk or go cycling or be more active because doctors have done that and that didn't work yeah so it was a, a formalizing formalizing way to do this and we did focus group for patients and they actually said oh I get all the leaflets and don't tell anyone but I throw them in the bin. Mm -hmm. I don't have time to look at them you know there's so much stuff on them and I know most of it already and the information I'm looking for I don't have time to find it it's too much to read. Yeah. So we played about with the idea of what if you just get a piece of paper that gives you an overview of what you can do And then you can call somebody speak to somebody text somebody email somebody depending on what you prefer um, and they can talk with you and find out what you want and where you can get it from so that's why we modeled our prescription pathway on the medical one
0: so it's really really exciting really innovative you're trying to um, change the way in which we engage with the patients at the source so it's a kind of a cultural change, a cultural shift, which you're trying to uh, put out there, not just amongst the GPs and practitioners in terms of uh, what they can prescribe, but also the patients going along and what they can expect to mm-hmm. receive. That's, that's really forward thinking, um, which I suppose brings us to my next question, which is specifically about the trial therapy project. About mountain biking. I mean, obviously, we love mountain bikes. That's what we do here at DMBINS. Uh, that's our thing. And you said you love cycling as well. So, how do you feel mountain biking specifically will increase people's health and well-being?
1: So, I just started mountain biking, and I'm cheating because I have an e-bike. <laughs> However, it's so much fun. <laughs> it, just, you know, it just makes you feel good you're in the moment you focus on the path you look at where you go in you look ahead you see little challenges coming up and you think about how could I you know safely navigate through this and you have the wind and you have the speed and like the whole experience is just great so in that way I think it can just really help you help you feel feel better you know if you get off at the end of a session you're like yeah that was good yeah then I think that's what we need to achieve and if you do that long long term you will inevitably feel better yeah. I cannot see how somebody gets on a mountain bike has a great session and will come off and say oh no <laughs> I don't feel good right now I mean physical activity in itself boosts you endorphins. You will have that rush of chemicals going around your body that make you feel good. Your body will have moved about the place in lots of different ways on a mountain bike to master the the path. So, um, yeah, I think every single aspect of it is just going to make you feel good. And you meet other people, which is also nice. And you encourage each other. You know, oh, I don't know how to get down here. And somebody will be there and say, oh, try this, try that. You can do this. And somebody believes in you. And... And it's the whole it's the whole package. Yeah. And we have great paths here. And I've just actually visited them this weekend. The the triangle.
0: Oh your temple and tango, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. super cool. It's <laughs> so, good. Yeah. yeah, it's it's good. And we were there with the kids who were mountain biking and they just had a great time and yeah, I just want more people to be able to benefit from that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm hearing so many good things coming out of it. Obviously, you've got one, as you said, you're in nature, you're out there, you're surrounded in some beautiful scenery, and, and there is some cracking scenery in Tayside, around Dundee, Perthshire, all the rest. They're just amazing. Scotland as a whole, actually, uh, is one of the top three mountain bike destinations to go to in the world. Always comes top three, always comes top three, uh, which is why we're, we're pushing it as the premier place to go to Um, so yeah you ha- you have that connectedness with nature that's that's what i'm hearing there's also the focus as well you know being able to look at okay there's a drop off coming up or there's a bump in the road or, or whatever it may be and i suppose you're giving yourself little challenges as you go along uh and i suppose hitting those little challenges those little achievements throughout the day that's a real sense of success isn't it by, by the time we finish And I suppose the most important thing that I picked up from you there is the social aspect. And as mountain bikers, we are incredibly social when we start chatting, uh, especially when it's chatting about bikes. (laughs) (laughs) Very (laughs) difficult to get us to stop. But you're right. You know, we're really, really encouraging. I suppose that's one of the main differences I've noticed in our sport to um, other sports is that if you are concerned about something, there's always somebody on hand to help out to support you and give you that big cheer when you get down to the bottom once you've achieved uh, that trail that you're trying to go. So, yeah, I'm really pleased that you've kind of said all that, kind of hit all those things. Um,
1: Do you know, the other thing is some people, depending on where they're at, they might be a bit scared to socialise because okay. of how, how they feel. Yeah. Mental health-wise, or maybe they have a social anxiety. But I think these activities, because in the end, you're on the bike on your own. You do have that space if you want that space, but you also know there's always somebody there for you. Yeah. So you're not alone.
0: It's and bizarre. You- it mixes the two, doesn't it? It's, it's kind of an individual pursuit, but at the same time, you're part of a wider team, I suppose, that, that are trying to help you and support you. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so when any new project like the Trail Therapy uh, project that kind of gets up and running, there's always challenges. That we have to encounter um, is there anything in mind that you thought challenges that we might encounter and any ideas how we might overcome them
1: but any new project always about getting the word out making sure people know that you're there know yeah. what you do know who you're there for, um, know that it's safe, that it's risk assessed, that staff is, is trained to support people, especially for working with mental health groups, um, which I know you'll all be qualified to do this, but it's about just making sure that people feel comfortable um, referring. But I don't really see that being an issue. I think the biggest issue will be just to make people aware of you being here, this is what you do, and this is how you can get to join the activity yeah so um we've already been obviously christine's been essential in this working in making the right connections um we're working with cars for you as well and try to to build a new pathway there which aligns with my work where i try to get them cycling first um and then hopefully the right age groups we can refer to you and we can actually make that part of their recovery process yeah and then keep it going <laughs> um, i think one challenge that might happen as well as um, that people want to keep going beyond the age group that you support mm. so i'll leave you to figure that one out <laughs> i know that once you're at 25 26 you might want to hit, keep going so maybe you can become a volunteer or maybe at some point if it people get the bug you can extend it for, for people that are
0: past that age? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, as, I suppose <laughs> the definition, the official definition of a young person is up to age 25, um, but yeah, you're right. What happens after that? Um, I'd love to see uh, a whole circle of engagement where we get people coming in at, uh, at the point of uh, prescription to us, point of, you know, referred on to us. We work with them, they get the bug, And then when they get to 25, they become mentors and volunteers for the next lot that are coming through. Because I think ultimately you and I can sit here and say uh, all the benefits that people are going to get, the the challenges, how we're going to overcome them. I'll rave about mountain bikes all day, but the best people to push the project are going to be those that have used the project and have benefited the most so i think developing mentors or ambassadors that could promote the program would be absolutely awesome kind of going forward Um, obviously this project's just for one year um how would you envisage the project developing after that year
1: i hope it keeps going (laughs) um Yeah, I hope it will be a successful pilot that you'll get that, you know, the word will spread. We're currently doing a a cycling promotion campaign in general in Dundee. It'll go live on the 8th of May, fingers crossed, on Green Health Week. So we want to push the idea that everybody can cycle and we have the mountain biking kids in there as well. And then our resources will link to the greenhealth.scot website where we're going to share all the groups that people can join in. So I'm hoping that we'll raise general awareness of cycling. People will find the group. People will want to get involved. And then after the first year's up, we just won't let you go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's what we want to hear. Yeah, that's where we want to be at. Green Health Week. Yeah, you mentioned that. That's coming up. That's, that's really exciting. Uh, you've got that cycling project. Is there any other um, activities that are happening in the area that people want to know about?
1: For Green Health Week? Um, we have about 50 activities happening across the city, some are still virtual because that's the world we live in just now and we have to keep everybody safe. We've got walking tours along the waterfront led by the v we have uh, Rediscover Dundee, so electric trike taster sessions that people can join in. We'll have plant sales and seed swaps and flamkuchen, which is like a super flat pizza thing, outdoor eating nights. Um, And then there's lots of webinars and online content that tell people about why they should go outside, why it's good for them, how they can get involved. We have lectures from the uni sharing on how to form healthy habits. So, you know, it's all good to try things a couple of times, but how do I actually adapt this and keep doing it? Um, And then we have lots of self-led activities, activity packs for people, families to do, and different walking maps and things to explore because I think we've all been walking around the block now for over a year. And at some (laughs) point, you know, it's actually effortful maybe to do that same walk again. So we're trying to spice it up a little bit and just show people the stuff that they can explore in the city to keep it interesting.
0: That sounds awesome, can't be in.
1: (laughs) oh and recipes and food growing because you know green health is about all of those things
0: yeah and is there a website folk can go to to see where all these activities are and kind of sign up
1: yeah if you go to greenhealth.scot whole program is there all the links just click on it sign up and it's all free um but we have to sign people up right now to keep an eye on numbers because pandemic makes us makes us do that keep everybody safe But, yeah, the whole whole thing's free.
0: Brilliant. What would be the number one takeaway you'd like people to get from this? What's the one thing you would say to them to get them signed up onto the trail therapy?
1: Even if you've never done it, just get yourself there. Do it because you will love it. And it'll make you feel amazing. (laughs)
0: well thanks very much really appreciate your time um hopefully we can meet up and i'll take you for uh, a wee tour around that tango bit yeah coaching with you if you want and you can get the most out of that uh that new e-bike e-mountain bike that you've got so, yeah that's
1: really great because i don't know how to do all the things yet
0: <laughs> cool. yeah well let's do it let's arrange something and uh get together and kind of go around it
1: so when do you start
0: when do i start
1: like sessions
0: all right well i have already uh, done a session with um three mental health practitioners from lanarkshire nhs lanarkshire mm-hmm. uh we were down at the glentress mountain bike trails last friday uh beg your pardon on monday mm-hmm. um and again they've just been given brand new bikes by the nhs been given all the kit. And uh, they met up with me for their first kind of session. Um, When people come to me and they're super enthusiastic, super passionate, it makes for a really good learning day. And uh, at the end of that day, I had three people that were smiling from ear to ear, super stoked and really, really enthused to go and do more mountain biking. So that was the first session um such a success that we've agreed to meet next week and Mm -hmm. do it all over again looking at different aspects of um body movement on the bike braking drop-offs all this type of thing uh so it has already started so but that's that's lanarkshire i need to get something going in dundee you could be the first um first victim if you (laughs) want to come forward
1: yeah i do that yeah, I'm get- also thinking of the, the physio, uh, mental health and LD team that now have, well, they've been there for a while in Carsview. Yeah. But they they usually have a cycling group, so that means Finn, super enthusiastic already, um, would be great to get him on board as well. And okay. then they have a new girl starting, I think in about two weeks' time. Right. So um, I've been working... And I've mentioned this to you, I've been basically trying to integrate cycling into Cars View to help people with with their treatment, to get better, to keep it going, like all all the stuff that we spoke about. So we got, not mountain bikes, we got funding for normal electric bikes, because I don't know, do you know Dundee well?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah so you know cars views like on top of the hill so kind of getting back up is difficult but it's connected really well to the greenways and the waterfront so there's actually really nice cycle paths yeah. so as part of their physical activity because they have to meet their physical activity 150 minutes a week thing um, we're going to try and get them out on bikes and i'm working hopefully i i Hopefully I had a positive email last night about the electric tricycles because some people can cycle. So that's a barrier.
0: Right, okay.
1: Um, so obviously for mountain biking, you do need to <laughs> be able to cycle. So I'm trying to help with people who aren't confident on a bike. I haven't ridden a bike since they were a kid. Yeah. To familiarize themselves again with supported, by staff, and then get them from three wheels to two wheels, and then hopefully onto a mountain biking path. If yeah. they're the right group, but all the other ones who are not able to join you, um, just to get them cycling again. And as part of that, I wrote a draft cycling strategy for Carsview, just kind of outlining like support at cycling um, during the sessions. And then it progresses as um, people's, I don't know what the right word is, at some point they're allowed to leave the ward, um, okay. but they have to come back. So depending on why you're there, you might not be allowed to leave the water unsupervised, keep it safe. And then at some point, though, after you've been there for a little while, you can go to town and maybe do a little shopping, get a couple of things and come back. So I'm trying to get them road confident that they can do the cycling because you would just nip out on the green circular, cycle along the water into town, nice and safe, no cars, beautiful view, fresh air, not much better, really do a little shopping, hop back on the bike and go back. And then linking that to mountain biking, or after discharge, keeping them cycling and local cycling groups as well, depending on their preference and their age and their ability, because we actually have so much happening. So I'm hoping that that there's a new member of staff starting and she will lead on that work. I talked to Finn yesterday that she starts in about two weeks. Okay. so i really want to get out early yeah
0: She'll be like yeah. hey you
1: know this is just what you're going to do, <laughs> you're just do gonna... you know
0: what? yeah that's absolutely key and i'd love to come along and kind of meet finn the new person get yourself and get you out around trails i suppose um when you ask people what their perception of mountain biking is and they might come up with a a, a massive mountain people with full face helmets and loads of body armor and going off big massive drops and... quite
1: intimidating
0: <laughs> yeah yeah okay that is part of mountain biking but it's not all mountain biking you know we yeah. uh the majority of riders are casual riders who enjoy doing local trails like you have done up at the temple and tangle and that's the perfect place to start there's a cracking little skills area you've got some really cool trails that go right around clato reservoir and kind of back up again yeah, it's it's awesome, and I suppose it's breaking down those um, preconceptions mm-hmm. that you have to be fully armoured up and uh, sweating lots, going up lots of hills, and that's that's not how it is. So I yeah, think that's another
1: yeah. one the, the sweating one. Some people will think you need to be super fit. Yeah, but you don't. It's about finding the right trail that suits your ability, and you work your way up is
0: not it absolutely absolutely and and you yourself you've got an e-bike an e-mountain bike and for me um i think these are brilliant absolutely fantastic bits of kit that are getting more people outside into nature uh than have ever been out before um i i was out riding my local hill um I live in Perth and Schoon, and I've uh, got mountain bike trails literally at my back door, but there's a big hill to, to get up there. Yeah. And I was riding up this, sweat was literally dripping off me. <laughs> and this woman passed me on an e bike, and uh, an e mountain bike, and she was in a pair of jeans, um, just a casual top, helmet, and a wee backpack. And she shouts, passing on the right. And she passed me with a massive smile huge (laughs) smile on her face right and i'm going yes good evening and away she went and um yeah i was annoyed i got overtaken don't get me wrong however it was such a pleasure to see a non-traditional mountain bike stereotype overtaking me in a pair of jeans with a huge smile what what fantastic way and if that gets more people mountain biking, more people into nature, I am totally all for that. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So these mountain bikes are brilliant. The e-bikes are absolutely fantastic.
1: I totally agree. It makes it more accessible, especially like Dundee. It's quite hilly. <laughs> it's <laughs> exhausting, and you don't want to hop on a bike and arrive all sweaty at your destination. You know, yeah. for some sometimes that's fine. Sometimes, yeah. like for me. In the day before COVID, I commute everywhere on my bike. That's how I get about town and I have a lot of meetings every day. So I want to look somewhat representable. <laughs> uh, and you know, not be out of breath, not be sweaty, be able to give a presentation. So for me, the e-bike is perfect, but it means at the end of the day I've done lots of cycling, yeah. I've done I've done my exercise. You still get your heart rate up, so it does your body some good, but it's it's friendlier
0: absolutely <laughs> absolutely yeah it's, it's more welcoming isn't it you know it kind of encourages you to get out there yeah uh, yeah yeah even i've got um, friends who are in the mountain bike scene they're coaches they're leaders and they've bought themselves e-bikes and their argument is that instead of doing five laps of the route that we normally do they yeah. can do 10 laps Yep, and they're getting that extra enjoyment because the fun bit's going downhill at the end of the day. That is the fun bit. Yeah, we're and, not
1: struggle uphill.
0: <laughs> absolutely, and they're releasing more of those endorphins. They're getting the the natural high that we all kind of look for when we're mountain biking. Uh, yeah, yeah, and they are they are convinced it's the future. So I shall I shall bow down with them.
1: <laughs> we did uh, so. My bike's currently in Blairgowrie and we wanted to meet Lewis who you might know, know also,
0: Lewis. As yeah. yeah
1: so I haven't met him yet because I wanted to get a session to learn how <laughs> to do the technical things yeah. um, and he was like oh just come to come to Ailith yeah and I was like right okay so looked at the map technically not that far away and I was like yeah I can totally do this but then my partner was like oh but that's you know that's that's a journey and then you want to go mountain biking like what? Half day and then you want to cycle back. That's that's like a lot of cycling though. And I was like, well, let's let's try it. Let's just cycle there on mountain bikes, e-bikes, see how we feel, and then we can decide if we try and put them in the car, which would be a struggle, um, or if on the day we can cycle there and then go for a ride. So we cycled there, couple of hills. The electric really helped. There was a moment where he was like, oh, I don't think I'll fancy doing this. But then we got to Aylith, had a short break, and was and was like, right, okay. Oh look, look, here's a map and here's like cycling path, and oh, over there's a bike park. So it was like, let's just, let's just go and have a look, see where it is. And then we went for another two or three hours. Because <laughs> we made it to the bike park, then it was fun. Because we found all the humps and bits and pieces. I have to say we got onto a track that was probably way too difficult for us. So there was a moment where I was like, I'm just going to get off my bike and push it. Yeah. Because yeah. some of those drops between the trees seemed a bit dangerous without the extra protective gear. Had a helmet on, but, you know, no no um, other protectors. Yeah. But we had lots of fun. We cycled back. And in the end, we were out all day.
0: That is amazing, and, isn't it? You know.
1: fine, you know?
0: So Blagary to Aylith I know it well um I'm from Blagary originally and um, right. I used to work for a charity in Aylith for for many years um I can actually claim to actually digging that mountain bike track that you were on so yeah. I had a wee hand in that that's- Um but yeah so you what Blagary to Aylith 5 miles so that's a 10 mile round trip each way plus another couple hours you were out there that's <laughs> easy, easy 15 20 miles that you've done
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, we did like 20. That's what the the thing.
0: Was said. it? Yeah, yeah. But yeah.
1: if I would have said that in the beginning, I'm going to do 20 miles, we're going to go up and down. and No way, you know? You yeah. would just say, this is too much for me. I'm a beginner. But once you're there, you get the bug. And you're like, huh, can we go here? Can we go there? What's over there? Let's just, and then you just keep going. And then you don't notice it, and the sun starts to go down. you're like, oh, I need to go home. <laughs>
0: Do you, know, do you know what one of the other great things about mountain biking is obviously you mentioned the social aspect already uh, but there tends to be good cafes at a lot of these mountain bike centers and i can totally recommend the um aleth bike shop which has yeah, a fantastic you cafe. do you know where i am It wasn't uh,
1: when we were there because pandemic
0: open. yeah
1: um, but yeah is it good because i've looked at it
0: <laughs> it's homemade cakes okay. and everything and they're super friendly super nice so yeah i can totally recommend And hi neil if you end up watching this uh neil kind of runs it so yeah great place to go great place to go
1: that's amazing yeah i'm looking forward to it now that stuff's open again yeah oh, another trip some nice weather and uh, There's
0: loads <laughs> of, loads of great places around here So you mentioned the tango Ailith, great place to go as well. Um, you've got the Cooper Angus Cycle Hub. Um, there's a chap there called Grant, who's part of the Scottish Downhill Association. Uh, very knowledgeable. They sell e-bikes in there as well. Really cool. Um, you have Comrie Croft out past Creef. Mm-hmm. uh, Their trail centre, one trail centre of the year, I think three years on the bounce. Um, and they have amazing facilities. Another great cafe there as well. Probably the best brownies in Scotland uh, get sold from from there. That's just my opinion. Uh, but again, they they have a whole. It's like ten times bigger than than Aleth. Mm-hmm. and various graded routes that start off a kind of green skills area and then goes up to blue runs, red runs black runs much like they do in skiing that's how it's graded so you don't have to be super scared about going down these things you pick the one that's appropriate to yourself
1: i end up on the difficult one because i get nosy i like exploring and then you know i get off the path and be like oh where does this go to <laughs> and it's like oh, what have i done
0: <laughs> well do you know what one of the one of the advantages of mountain biking over road biking for example um, and don't me, I'm all for anyone on two wheels or three wheels is awesome. Just get out there, do it. Your message is, is spot on. But one of the advantages of mountain biking over road biking for me is that if you come to a section that you're not happy with, get off the bike, walk around it. There's no pressure. Uh, nobody looks down on anybody for not doing a feature. Um some days uh, we just don't feel it. We're just not feeling good enough to go over it. So we'll walk around and you come back another day and do it. The conditions might be not right. It might be too wet. It might be too windy, whatever. If you're on a bike on the road, you can't really control the HGV lorry that's coming up behind you.
1: Yeah,
0: There's an extra element of risk there and a fair play to all the, the roadies that go and do that. Uh, But for me, I think mountain biking is that little bit extra safe um, in terms of of that kind of risk. So, yeah, but I'd I'd totally recommend Comrie. That's a really good place to go to as well.
1: So how do you travel with your bike? Do you have to get a thing for your car?
0: Yes, yes, that's the recommended way. Um, Some people take their bikes apart. So they'll be taking front wheels off, back wheels off, put it in the boot and then reassembling it when you get to the other place that's okay but if it's a dirty wet day you're putting <laughs> a wet dirty bike in, yeah. in your car Can't, not great no. um you get lots of different bike racks for cars some that go on the roof are very very easy to put on some that go on the back of the car um i've got one of them for my car i've, I've got a van as well so Um, yeah I can just chuck a bike on the back of the van or in the van if I want to keep it more secure and then maintaining your equipment as well I suppose this is another aspect of mountain biking it's not just about riding the bike there's maintaining the bike putting oil on the bike knowing what to do if something goes wrong with it Uh, and that's something we would do in the trail therapy program is teach people how to look after the bike how to make sure it's safe before you get on it you don't want a, a wheel falling off halfway down the trail <laughs> Do <you>? uh, no. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we would say we would we would give people these tips and advice as well and there's a lot of great um places out there like the Dundee Cycle Hub which is about to come online and that's the chaps from Angle, Angus Cycle Hub that have gone and started up this project in Dundee uh, where they um build bikes recycle old bikes make new bikes get them out again they also sell brand new bikes as well which is awesome but you'll find that there's a really nice uh social aspect to the the hub as well where you can go in just chat about bikes get some really good advice um i know that they are running a, a doctor bike session i think that's part of the green health week as well uh, yeah, where you can take two. two of them so that's great take your old bike along to the dr bike session and they will check it over um they'll fix things for free if there's anything on the bike just to make sure that you have a safe bike and you can keep on riding so yeah they are a brilliant set of um, um men and women that you can go along speak to get involved that would be my advice get involved with them
1: And what about equipment that you need, like helmets and protective and gloves?
0: Yeah, so I think the type of trails that we'll be doing, the the minimum protection that you would need is a helmet. You don't need a huge amount of kit to get going, you know. The minimum amount is a helmet. I would also recommend full-finger gloves because if you are going to come off the bike, generally the first thing that goes down is your hands uh, to try to protect you. Plus, to keep your fingers warm, you know, we're, we're in Scotland, you know, we can go out, we can get sunburned, wet through and cold all in one afternoon. <laughs> that's that's the beauty of Scotland. Uh, so, yeah, full finger gloves are generally uh, what I would recommend there as well. But, yeah, a helmet doesn't have to be expensive. I think you can get um, uh, certified ones from... Uh so I think places like B and M are like four pound, five pound a helmet. Doesn't cost a lot of money. And then if you want to get more serious, do bigger trails, that's like you were doing an alyth. Uh yeah, that's good when you, <laughs> That's when you want to thinking maybe a set of knee pads might be pretty good here. Mm-hmm. Um and if you're doing long miles, 20 odd miles, I'd recommend a backpack and just something to carry hydration in you know a water bottle uh, take with you some snacks uh, and an inner tube for for your wheels most common uh, thing to happen on a bike is a puncture so uh, it's always good to know how to fix a puncture take out an old tube put a new tube in pump it up your away so yeah that's the that's that's probably that would be later on down the line when you're starting off a helmet Is pretty much all you need and a smile
1: with the gloves that's a good one (laughs) yeah
0: yeah
1: helps with the grip as well so
0: absolutely yeah yeah i mean generally any leader or coach that uh, are going out with the group they will be carrying all the equipment they need so they will have um, a well-stocked first aid kit They'll have a shelter, they'll have blank foil blankets, they'll have spare bits of kit, all the tools that you would need, um, and uh, loads of knowledge and experience. Um, I've heard of people repairing tires with grass kind of bound up together. Um, Yeah, we can use natural things on the trail that that we find that can fix bikes. Um, Cable ties. If you can't fix it with a cable tie it's probably really broken <laughs> so, okay. so that's always a good thing but again these are learning opportunities that that we can give to people while they're on the trail and again that helps improve people's uh, self-esteem because they're getting a bit of ownership over over what's going on with their bikes and how to fix it as well so yeah it kind of so many benefits so many benefits
1: well, I'm really excited that you're coming to Dundee.
0: Right, Nice to speak to you.
1: Nice to speak to you too.
0: Take care. See you
1: Take soon. care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.